Good morning and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ on Sunday, July the 12th. We welcome you to God's house here in Mesa, Arizona, and we're excited to bring to you um, the spoken word of God today. In everything we do and say, we try to be led by his spirit. We try to be a blessing to him as he blesses our lives day in and day out. Um, today I ask uh, for you to remember certain groups in prayer. For those of you who are new to us, um, though we are located here in Mesa, Arizona, we are a worldwide organization. In our ministry, we support many missions um, here in the Southwest. And due to COVID-19, many of our brothers and sisters are affected, uh, both on the Navajo Reservation, where we have uh, missions on the Apache Reservation, um, Certain brothers and sisters have lost their lives, and certain brothers and sisters are afflicted and in the hospital today. And I ask uh, an interest in your prayers that you might remember them um, as you go about your weeks, that you might remember them today, uh, that you would pray for them, um, that you might be an instrument in the Lord's hand, um, that they might have peace in their lives. We're excited today to have our brother Tony. Uh, he will be guiding us in uh, the message today. And we'll start off with a song, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. But before that, we'll open in prayer today. May God bless you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for those who have uh, tuned in today and are watching. And I pray that uh, their hearts and their minds might be opened. Lord, that they might be listening and seeking you today. That uh, you might plant the seed uh, within our hearts. That you might uh, help it to grow that each and every one of us might grow closer to you, that we might have a desire within our hearts to serve you, um, whether it be in prayer, whether it be in reading, uh, whether it be outreaching to our brothers and sisters or our friends and family around us, Lord, I pray that that desire within each and every one of us will start to uh, burn, that it might uh, build within each and every one of us, Lord, that we might be... Um, servants of you, that you would guide and direct us in everything that we do. So I pray that you might bless this little service today. I pray that you would be with uh, our brothers and sisters on the reservations, um, our brothers and sisters who are here in Mesa, Arizona, and throughout this country, Lord. I pray that you might watch over and protect them. Lord, we're so thankful for your guiding light in our lives. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus Christ. We ask this in his name. Amen.
Good morning to everyone that's listening this morning to this service here, this virtual service in the Church of Jesus Christ. And we are very, very grateful that his truth is marching on. And we can say glory, glory, hallelujah. Our Christ is living on. We thank God for the message that was given to us many years ago when we heard of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as he was born by the Virgin Mary, and he grew to the age of 12, he became very alert and effective about his father's business. His parents had traveled at least a mile and a half away, a day and a half away. It says three days they were gone, a day and a half one way, a day and a half back, and they found him, and where was he? He was speaking to those that were astrologers and people of the day who were filled with wisdom and understanding, and they asked him, where have you been? We've been looking all over for you. He said, know ye not, I must be about my father's business. And so his father's business was to bring the message to the world, glory, glory, hallelujah, his truth 
is marching on. His truth is still marching on today, and we praise God for that. Uh, part of our lesson this morning will be taken from St. John's Gospel, the 14th chapter, starting with uh, the fifth verse. Uh, the verses prior to that uh, was simply a conversation that Peter was having uh, with the Lord. And uh, of course, he went on to say uh, to Thomas, who got involved in the conversation, quizzically so, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, how can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the truth is the fact that Jesus Christ was born as a little child in that manger, due to the age of accountability, and went about his father's business at age 12, and when 30 years of age he took up the priesthood, then began to teach his principles and his concept relative to salvation, which has changed the world. There's been no other scripture, no other man. I don't care if you talk about Confucius, if you talk about Shinto or whomever, nobody other than Jesus Christ has affected the world with a concept of Christianity, the power of God that leads men into salvation. And that's what we're all concerned about that it doesn't matter what pandemic may come our way or what challenges may come our way, we know that his truth is marching on. The truth of the fact that he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Talk about your GPS, the, the uh, global positioning system that we use to get from point A to point B. Well, GPS in my book stands for God's perfect system. In the word of God, we are taught how we can get from this stage of action to the life to come if we serve God in spirit and the truth and hold firm to the rod of iron all the days of our life. His truth is that he has gone to prepare a place for us that where he is, we shall be also. And if we're not so, he told the brothers of yesteryear, I would have told you. And if whither I go now, thou knowest not the way, we know not the way. Thomas, very inquisitive. And many of us are filled with quizzical questions today about maybe the hereafter, about life, about the pandemic, about conditions upon our brothers and sisters who are very ill, some with cancer, my niece with cancer, others. We don't quite understand the cause and effect relationship of diseases as they come our way. But as they occur, we have to look back to the divine truths to give us the strength to move forward. One of the divine truths started at the very beginning of time when God blessed Adam and Eve and gave them dominion over the uh, wonderful land in which they were and the customs that were there. And they were told not to eat of the tree of knowledge, but they did fall in that regard. And as they fell, we know it was necessary for major and minor prophets to come along. And finally, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And of course, the Sermon on the Mount, which is strong, the fifth chapter of St. Matthew is very strong to all of us and many wonderful messages in that wonderful sermon that Jesus gave from, Mount, from the Mount that day. And so as we look at that, we understand that there is no better way. There's only one way that leads to the kingdom of God. And that's through obedience, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Entering into baptism through repentance. And then after that, we have hands laid on for the reception of the Holy Ghost. And then we live by faith. 
And the faith is the substance of things hoped for, not seen, but eternally in the heavens. And so as we depend upon our faith, we can live through this pandemic. We can understand that these things will come our way. It's been forecast many times. Many plagues of yesteryear in the Old Testament. But as long as people got on their knees and worshiped God in spirit and truth, God said he'd remove these things from our presence that we might be able to regain our status in our life here on earth below. We are so concerned about the things that happen. We need to understand that uh, as we learn in life, as we move to forward in the research of science and, and the desire that we have to maybe go from this planet to another planet and maybe beyond to Mars, we know that search and research goes on not only in that field, but in the field of medicine, in the field of education, and everything we can think of. And as we learn the Word of God, we understand that 10% of our learning takes place by hearing, 30% by, by, by seeing, and 50% by both hearing and seeing, and 70% by doing, and 90% if we apply all of the above. And so it's imperative that we become students of the Word of God, that we understand what we're reading, why we're reading it, where it's been said, why it was said, and how it will help us to put one foot in front of the other to face the calamities as they come down our way in life. And so without him, we could do nothing, one poet had, had written and the song was, was even sung. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. And so we need to go forward with the sword and the spirit and the word of God that will help us to overcome whatever temptation comes our way that we can put evil behind us, say, behind me, Satan, and don't push, and that we can press forward to the mark of eternal perfection. If we have a great and strong relationship with God and his son, Jesus Christ, we will not fear the elements of the day or the conditions of society that surround us, whether it be economic or social or political, or even as far as the medical conditions are concerned. We will learn to accept the fact that we are enjoying the good air the oxygen that he has created, that we can breathe and that we can walk and we can talk and we can utilize every capacity that he's given us physically and emotionally to relate to our fellow man. And we can care about the sick and the afflicted. For Jesus said it better than I can. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me, etc., etc. When, Lord, did we serve you? When did we do these kinds of things? When you did it to one of these little ones around me, and I suggest that the role you play in life Whatever part you play in life, whatever your role is, whether you're called to be a bricklayer, a builder, uh, whether you're called to be a doctor, a teacher, that you're serving God and his children. And so you need to focus on what your role is and what your purpose in life is and how you can fulfill those things to the honor and the glory of God. And that as you do that, you'll be able to conquer whatever comes our way. We often ask questions about the origin of life, the purpose of our, our being here. We never asked to come. You didn't request to come. We were choices of someone else that brought us into the world. And now it's our role and responsibility to sort out what is good and what is evil, what is right, what is wrong. We must examine the word of God and pray about it and think about it and fast as we can to understand how he is leading us and guiding us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, that we might serve him in spirit and truth. It's a matter of religious philosophy and education that will help us to put this world together and to make sense. All believers on the word of God 
have pretty much figured it out that that's why they go to church, that's why they attend. And now that we don't have church services per se, other than virtually, we try to get people to think about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he means to them. And we ask you to spend time at home and to read and to study and to pray and have a personal relationship with God. We don't want to lose that contact with God. That's vitally important that we keep that, that source of uh, inspiration, source of communication open, that we talk to the Lord because he does speak to his children, whether it be through dreams or visions or audibly so or the gift of tongues or interpretation thereof or with healings and blessings, things we call miracles that we don't quite put our finger on and understand. We give it the name miracle or something strange that is taking place or a, a sign of an epiphany that takes place in our life. So whatever epiphany has brought you to conviction and brought to the understanding that there is a God and he did send his son, he did live, he did go to Calvary, he did die, and he did resurrect. And as a result of that, we now have a greater sense. There were great witnesses. There were the histiology tells us there were five or major witnesses that saw him at the resurrection time, including Mary who looked into the empty tomb and others who, uh, as we celebrate those, cel those days, celebratory days, that we can understand that learning takes place for us and divine truths, biblical truths lead to expertise and understanding of who we are, why we're here, where we're going, and what life is all about. And we can put it together in a very simple way and begin to understand that we need to care about others. We need to live for others that we might live for him. Jesus taught us that. He gave his life on Calvary. He has shed his blood evermore that through his blood and through the shedding of his blood, we could have life and have it more abundantly. One of the sad things that occurs during this pandemic that many people are not have access to the Lord's Supper and we're trying to find a way uh, as a ministry that we can reach out to the, the shut-ins and the families that they too can participate in the Lord's Supper because without the Lord's Supper, it's very clear that we lose our spiritual stamina and our ability to be faithful, uh, particularly in these times we don't get reinforcements from week to week, whether through the preaching or through the testimonies or through the services or the miracles that we've all witnessed from time to time. And so we thank God for the privilege and the honor that we have to serve him in spirit and in truth. And we appreciate the fact that he gave us these promises and he stands by his promises and we likewise must stand on the promises of Jesus Christ. That without him, we could do nothing, we could be nothing. Our life would be a dream and yet a stream. We're here today, but we're gone tomorrow. But we do believe in a hereafter. We do believe that he resurrected. We do believe that we too will resurrect. He said, I've gone to prepare a place for you that where I am you shall be also. My father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Now those words alone are the words of Jesus Christ that we need to emphasize and understand that there is a place beyond this veil of tears. This is not our forever place. We're just here temporarily fulfilling a role or two or three to perform it for the honor and the glory of God and to serve mankind. That's the key, that we serve mankind to the best of our ability. We uh, miss our children, we miss our grandchildren, we miss the visitation of the saints, we miss uh, social being, we are a very social person, and so we miss that opportunity, but we pray that God's Holy Spirit can reach out today and fill the hearts and the voids that exist in your heart, mind, body, and soul, and that we might be able to go forward from here and be stronger tomorrow than we were today. 
recognizing that life as we know it has changed, but our spirit must not change. We must stay alive in Christ. And that's where the Holy Ghost comes into play. That once we've accepted Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we've gone down to the waters of regeneration, hands will be laid on us for the reception of the Holy Ghost, which is part of the mind and the Father and the Son that gives us that inner strength to press forward and understand that he is real. It not only seems to be real, but he is real, and he will hear and answer our prayers. My wife is not feeling well this morning. She woke up very ill, but I anointed her, but she's always been able to receive. And we thank God that she did receive this morning, was able to walk and get out of bed successfully. We praise God for that. We, we don't take any credit of ourselves. We give the Lord the praise and the glory that rightly belongs to him. And as his children, our role is to be obedient, be subservient, to listen carefully, and to practice our faith. So I encourage you to practice the faith the best you can, wherever you can, however you can, in this particular period of a shutdown situation where we don't have this constant reinforcement of our brothers and sisters and our loved ones around us. We love you. We trust God will bless you. God will keep you in the palm of his hand and will help you to do those things that are pleasing in his sight, that when the time comes that our service on earth below has come to a close, we can say, Father, I commend myself and my spirit to thy care and keeping. May God and his blessing is my prayer. We're going to turn to hymn 435, and that will be sung at this time. Follow, I will follow thee. May we recommit ourselves. 435 is in our hymnal. Do you have that one, Brother Micah? You don't have that one. Okay. We'll then find one that we can use that might be appropriate. We don't have the hymn, follow thee, but I'll follow Brother Tony. I'd be happy to. And I have a funny story regarding the message um, this week. And for those of you who have known Brother Tony for a long time, I call them Brother Tony-isms. And there are certain sayings that we pick up along the years um, from his preaching that I absolutely love. And they stick with me because you don't forget them. And Brother Tony talks about being PC and politically correct or preaching church. And the other PC that he talks about is preaching Christ. And that's what he's done longer than I've been alive. And I thank God for his example in my life. And I thank God today for another Brother Tony-ism. And that is the GPS system, which is God's perfect system. And a funny GPS story this week. Um, my family and I, we went out and we were going to dinner. and We were trying a new restaurant that we had never been to before. So before we left the house, I plugged in the restaurant and the GPS, and we started going. And, you know, 90% of the way, it's territory that I've been. It's roads that I've been on before. And we're driving, we're driving, and we get to the last 10% of that trip. And I start to get distracted, and I'm looking around at the different buildings. And I drive past the turn that we're supposed to go in. And as we pass it, I look at the GPS and go, oh, our turn was back there. That's where we were supposed to turn. And immediately, the GPS recalculates a U-turn to flip right around. Well, in my mind, I have a better way. If I turn right, I can just go in the back way into the restaurant. 
Well, lo and behold, there was no back way into the restaurant, and it turned into doubling our time to loop back around and actually get to where we wanted to go. And my wife turns to me as we're doing our scenic trip around the restaurant at this point and says, why have the GPS on if you're not going to listen to it? And what Brother Tony was preaching today is, why on earth would you have God's perfect system in your life if you're not going to listen to it? Why on earth would you have faith in Jesus Christ but not repent of your sins? Why would you repent of your sins and not be baptized? Why would you be baptized today in the name of Jesus Christ and not follow him to the end? You see, God's perfect system is dependent upon these things. His system is dependent upon the fact that he came, he died, he resurrected for you and I that we might have eternal life through him. And he set up a plan in his word that we can follow. And it all begins with our faith in him, that we have to understand the fact that he is the light of our life, that he is the truth, and he is the only way in which we can obtain eternal salvation. It's through him. And that very thought should draw us on to each step in the process, where we can believe and have faith, but then we have to have this godly sorrow for the mistakes that we've made in our lives. We need to have this godly sorrow in our lives that say, you know what? I cannot do this alone. I can't do it with just Brother Tony trying to help me today. I need Jesus Christ to get me through. That faith, that repentance then becomes an action. A baptism in our lives as we are buried, the old person is put under the water and we come out a new creature as the scriptures talk about that there is this change within us, nothing that we can change on our own, but God's Spirit changing us. You know, before I was baptized, I thought that if I did this and I did that, and if I removed this sin from my life, I became more righteous, and I had it all wrong. And I came to the point where I understood that righteousness came through Jesus Christ in me, that there was nothing that AJ could do today other than act on that faith in him. He will take everything else. He will manage every sorrow that you have in your life. He will manage any physical affliction that you are struggling with. He will manage all those trials and tribulations that we struggle with if we just give it to him. It's surrender, giving it all over to him. And it doesn't end at the water. That's the start of our journey. The Apostle Paul talks about dying daily, that every day is a new step with God, that every day is a new experience, that every day we should do something to draw closer to him, whether it's opening his word and reading, whether we're studying, we're fasting, we're praying, whether we're reaching out to those in need, God asks us to continue our journey with him. And that's the message that God has given us, that he has a perfect system. He wants it turned on. And once it's on, I hope we're listening, unlike myself sometimes. That both naturally speaking and spiritually speaking, are we listening to what God has in store for you? It's my prayer today 
that even while we're separate, that you would realize that God is just as powerful. And God works in ways that we may never have seen possible in these days. And he has worked incredible miracles. And I've heard of healings already. And him answering our prayers, even as we've been apart for these three months, you see, we become so accustomed to our routine and we serve the Lord in a very specific way. But he's proving to us that he is so much more powerful than that. Our prayer today is that your GPS is turned on, that you are serving the Lord in spirit and in truth today, and that he is a blessing in your life today. So I thank you for tuning in today. I thank you for worshiping with us. Um, if you are tuned in, if you're on our email system, if you found us on Facebook or on Instagram, you will see our weekly announcements. And this week on Wednesday night, we will have our testimony service. We invite you to join us, that we have an opportunity to hear our brothers and sisters and how God is still working in our lives. And that's the incredible thing, because don't just take it from me. Don't take it from Brother Tony today. Come and see and hear how God's working in so many people's lives today. So God bless you this week. We love you. We miss you. And we look forward to seeing you again. And we'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the love that you have for us. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the light. And Lord, I pray that that truth today reigns and resounds in each of our minds and in our hearts that we might be focused on your son, Jesus Christ, that he might fill our lives. Lord, that we might uh, worship him, Lord, that we might share him with everyone we come in contact with. Lord, that we might understand that everything good from us comes from him today. And Lord, we thank you so much uh, for your son, Jesus Christ, who you sent into the world for us. So I pray that you might bless us. The many in our prayer list, Lord, I, I pray that you might go to their aid, that you might uh, grant them a healing, Lord. I pray that uh, whether it's physical or, um, or spiritual, Lord, I pray that whatever people are in need of today, that if they cry out in your name, that you might answer. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you. Uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Have a wonderful week.